is the Viral Podcast. My name is Christy. It's Friday. We're here. We're partying it down in quarantine mode. And there's an eclipse on the way. We've made it through this week of great conjunctions. Have we gone unscathed? That I do not know. But what I can say is this is a big week and I got my eclipse news this week but I got out my anger earlier today and then I had to just turn it positive and be like okay that happens you've been through this road before and you'll find another pass and you always will And I feel like a lot of us are being asked to look at the signs right now that are going on in our lives. What are the signs? How can I be a better person going forward from the news I got this week? How can I figure out how to be more independent than I even was before that? stuck to this chair and I don't want it to make a fart noise because if I move do you hear that if I move the chair I make a fart noise and people think I'm farting but really it's just a chair it makes me very uncomfortable it makes me very very uh insecure because the chair is farting however okay so we're in the middle of eclipse season and July the 5th So I was thinking, okay, so this is in Capricorn, this eclipse, lunar, full moon eclipse at 13 degrees Capricorn. So I have the Samian symbol open because I wanted to get deep into the pool of this degree. And the Samian symbol here is a fire worshiper meditates on the ultimate realities of existence and I think that's very very perfect for these degrees because fire I I think it's interesting that 13 degrees of an earth sign brings out the fire worshiper during a time that Mars is in Aries and fire is that of purification so here we are in a week of purification this is the last of these cardinal eclipses and in November it's going to start us with Gemini and then Sagittarius eclipses This is such a beautiful lesson of contemplation and sitting and thinking about what is actually being burned away. And it makes me think of when I did live at a Shodra ashram for a while and we had a ceremony there as we exited our yoga program which was about 
It was a rose ceremony. And the rose ceremony was a ceremony of paired opposites. And in that ceremony, we had to write down all of our grudges, all of our angers. Kind of like a burn book in Mean Girls, but like less Mean Girls. More, we're all one girls, you know? (laughs) The paired opposite of Mean Girls. And we had to write down our grudges and the opposing and you know the opposing reality to that so for example if I at the time I was angry at the way that I had been treated at work and by by my co-workers and I had written down certain grudges that I've picked up over the years certain struggles that I had and I, I had to write the opposite and in in the fire ceremony of of the rose ceremony we had roses rose petals and our our grudges and we burned those in a fire pit and it was part of our pre-graduation to kind of purify our energy purify our souls it it wasn't you know a transmutation but it's that whole idea of ceremony and devotion and sacredness and, and and committing to the duality committing to the fact that no matter what there's light and dark there's day and night there's evil there's good now i'm a stickler to certain times in my life I denied the evil and the the darkness in me and I hid from that and so I often do that it's one of my it's one of my um, tougher traits because I want to remain optimistic and I want to remain positive and then duality hits and then I'm faced with the darkness the challenge again so I'm lucky because I have some really amazing people in my life who have joined me on the podcast this week. And this episode today, well, I'm actually going to put out two today. The first episode I'm putting out is um, with my friend Kristen Bailey, Lady of the Lamps on Twitter. We are talking about the movie Signs by M. Night Shyamalan. Um, if you've seen the movie, not spoiler alert if you listen to this episode but we're Kristen sent me a text message last week and she said she was watching the movie and I was reminded like how amazing this movie really it really is a profound movie about a family during the time of a massive alien invasion on planet earth and it's just very beautifully shot and written and the storyline it it is a really beautiful lesson of faith so Kristen was kind enough to come on today to talk about 
this movie and some other spiritual implications of what's happening now. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you. Have a good eclipse. Hi. Hi. How are you? How are you? I am okay. How are you? I'm good. You know. (laughs) Yep. Just the darn eclipse and everything it entails and just where we're at in life right now is pretty crazy. It's It's been like, I feel, we only spoke last, I think it was last week. I know, and it feels like it's been years. You know, and like, with everything that's been going on, just all, oh, just so much, so much going on. And thank you for your patience because I had to reschedule this recording today and I feel so bad and I'm like Oh no, it's all good. It's it's good. So you inspired me because <laughs> you were telling so you sent me a crop circle YouTube video. <laughs> well, there's those weird crop circles in England. Of course, they're in England, you know, but um, yeah, I'm glad you were inspired because it's a pretty inspiring time. Well, it's so interesting because I watched that, the one that you sent me, I watched and clear. So I, I don't know if it's like people, you know, I don't know if it's like artistic crop circles that people are just doing or if it's like aliens. But the one that you sent me, it was definitely the coronavirus. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I know that there's professionals that go out and do that, like as hoaxes. And they lay down wooden boards and, you know, but you've got to wonder. They can't all be hoaxes. (laughs) They can't. And the one (laughs) that you sent me, I was like, that shit took fucking long ass time so I was like well people are in quarantine so maybe they were bored and they were like let me express myself right (laughs) but hey you know (laughs) but that brings us to um what we're going to talk about tonight yep brings us to (laughs) the movie signs I love that movie so fucking good it's so fucking good like I haven't watched it in forever and um I was talking with my middle son he's 15 and I think I I saw the preview for it or something and I'm like let's watch it and he's like nah and so I actually have it on DVD so I dug it out and I hooked up my old DVD player and I watched it again and and I made him watch it and he really liked it too it's freaky I forget how freaky it is it's so freaky and I was like so I watched the abridged version on YouTube because I was like I don't know if I want to watch the whole thing because it's scary and I'm alone up here so I watched the abridged <laughs> again just to get sort of the the clip notes but let me just say uh Joaquin Phoenix is amazing yeah I know I love him <laughs> fucking best he and, is and underrated M. Night Shyamalan does not get enough credit like that's just my humble opinion oh I think that's probably 
uh, his best film besides The Sixth Sense. And, you know, I know that people feel one way or another about him, but it's like any other filmmaker. You, They all have their little signature, their little calling card on every piece of art that they do. And you have to watch his movies several times to really pick up the little nuances. And so I actually watched it twice. I watched it two times in a row just to pick up on those little things. And I love it. He's such a genius. What were your takeaways from watching it again after many years of what was it? Many years that you haven't seen it. Yeah. It's been a long, long time. Um, Well, always with M night's movies, there's always like symbolism and um, you know, the circle and um, questioning and losing faith. And um, I think that's kind of where we're all really at as a collective right now is we're really questioning our faith and we're um, relying on it more than ever, you know, if that's the way we choose to live our lives. But um, I noticed like in the movie, you know, the baby monitor. Did you did you notice how only when one person is turning it on, um, it really doesn't do much. But when they're all there together, it starts going off. So it's almost like this family, they're stronger together, you know. And so um, it's like with any family, regardless of whether it's an alien invasion <laughs> or a pandemic or any struggle in life that we're dealing with, like we're all stronger together. That was kind of my take in the circles, you know, how everything comes full circle and yeah, connection. Means... Well, I so I, I did take note of the scene with the baby monitor and I was thinking I was like, okay, so with the baby monitor, I thought it was interesting too, with the idea that, you know, it's the little boy who ultimately stands on top of the car and he puts his hand in the air and he's just like I don't know. The little kids in the movie are so cute, and they're oh, like, I know. <laughs> they're so perfect. And I know they're older now, but I mean, they're just so cute and, um, like almost like they're the saviors in the movie. Like the little yeah. ones are the intuitive ones, I guess. Like they knew how to just. They were the ones directing that that whole scene. The um, I guess he's a McCulkin, <laughs> the McCulkin yeah. child. <laughs> Rory, Rory. Mc- <laughs> Rory Culkin. <laughs> McCulkin, I love it. <laughs> but I thought that was so interesting because it's like, this is kind of what we're going through right now with the generational battles that are happening. Yes. Yeah, totally. And like I was about to say, um, how the little boy, he, Morgan, you know, because his father has lost his faith, a lot of their their fights or their tension between each other is about faith, you know, like the Last Supper scene where they get in that big fight because Morgan wants to say grace and his dad's lost his faith. But ultimately, the way that it all ends up, I and mean, we know, obviously, there's something looking out, but also how with the circle in the family, everybody has an important role. Everybody has something to bring to the table with the water and the little girl and, um, you know, uh, Meryl with the bat. Like, all of them have something special to bring. 
to the situation. I guess that's like with, with every group and every family, we all have a role to play, right? Oh my God, Kristen, you made me realize something. They are the tarot card family. What do you mean? Meryl is the king of wands. The little girl okay. is the queen of cups. The little boy with like, cause he's, he has um, asthma. He's, he's the prince of air. And then the oh, father, God. the father is the pentacles. Yeah. <laughs> or he could be, he could even be the hierophant. Or the hierophant. Right? <laughs> That's so, I never thought of that. Um, what was I going to say? So did you, did I tell you that the film started actually filming on September 12th, 2001? Okay, so you have to tell me all about this because you sent me this text message and I was like, does M. Night know something we don't know? I was like, what the actual fuck here? <laughs> okay, tell me all of this stuff. It's, I, I love this. Well, okay, so it's, you know, M. Night, most of his movies take place in the Philadelphia area where he grew up and where, you know, that's his spot is Philadelphia area. And that was filmed in Bucks County, Pennsylvania and around, I mean, there's a few other like scenes that are in other towns surrounding small towns, but um, it started filming September 12th, 2001, if you could believe that. And they all took the crew. I read the set and, and all the crew that, you know, they said a prayer to get this all started. But interestingly enough, Joaquin Phoenix's character he was not even cast originally. It was actually Mark Ruffalo. So Mark Ruffalo, uh, he's in um, a lot of movies, but he's my favorite movie. He's in is Zodiac. But he was cast originally, had a dream that he, something happened to him, like a really traumatic dream. And he, like he had cancer and it just so turned out he did. He had a benign brain tumor and he had to drop out of the film. And it took him like a year and a half, two years to recover and return to acting. So that's pretty interesting. And um, I just think the whole movie, you know, like even the day it, it was released was um, July 29th, 2002. And that is a double Queen of Hearts day. And then it premiered. On August 2nd of 2002, and that is a double Jack of Diamonds day, which I thought was pretty interesting. And even M. Knight himself, he is born August 6th, 1970, and he is a double seven of diamonds, and that's spiritual values. Oh, it's near Queen. Okay, so I'm looking at like where it was filmed. It's near a place called King of Prussia. I am very familiar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think, um, like, Sixth Sense is probably the best example of that because it's all Philadelphia, you know, and you can tell. But, um, yeah, I just really like all the symbolism he uses. And even if you look at the house in the movie, their house, it's red, white, and blue. Okay, so I noticed he also, like, dressed the characters mainly in red and blue. Mm-hmm. It- like their shirts were either blue plaid or just solid blue. And then 
um, if somebody was bringing emotion, they were wearing red. And I really appreciate that about M. Night. Um, mm-hmm. And I know he did that in The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, I'm also, I used to be Lady in the Water. I also don't think got enough credit as a movie. Um, I think because people were expecting that movie to be like The Sixth Sense. Right. And, and it's not. And I, I really feel like that's another underrated movie about faith as well that he has. Um, and then there was that other movie with Marky Mark that was kind of weird, but it was okay. Oh. But, but it's interesting. Okay, so Kristen, do you think M. Night is a psychic? Um, here's why. Here's, here's yeah, the questions. Yeah, I, I do. Wrote. Okay. Because here's the questions I have for you um, that I noticed during the movie. His movie with Marky Mark and um, it was about the fact that the wind was poisonous, like the air was poisonous, and people had to run away from the air. And it was ridiculous, <laughs> but I thought about it later, and I was like, he was just trying to get a message across. And then this movie, Signs, when I went back and just, you know, watched this this abridged version and, like, recounted the scenes in my head, it's basically what's going on now. Like, this is exactly what's exactly. Happening. That's what I'm saying. And, like, there are some deleted scenes if you noticed um, in the beginning when the dog, the German shepherd guy, he did break the rule of, of killing the dog, you know, but the thing is um, there were some deleted scenes when the animals were acting up and, you know, when the dog peed in it and the little boy stabbed him. Well, there is some scenes where the, the lady cop, she's like, yeah, a lot of animals have been acting up. And that's when, you know, something's wrong is when things start happening. And, um, the deleted scene was the dead birds because there, you know, it has the birds flying and then, but there was some on the side of the road, but it got cut out of the movie, which kind of would have tied it all together, you know, but we, we got it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really do feel like he is, he's really prophetic in, in what's happening. Cause it, you know, it's been 18 years since it's been released, but if you look at any other of those, I think Hollywood and, and media and I think there's a lot of things that we actually have forewarning about, but we don't even realize it. Not saying that everything is put out there is real, but I think we always are going to get little, um, little crumbs. We, they're always giving us crumbs. You know, they've, they got to desensitize us. I mean, because what would happen if, you know, nobody ever heard of aliens and all of a sudden they just show up, but they've been showing up since the beginning of time. Why is this some crazy secret? They've been here. They are here. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And with the military stuff coming out, like during COVID, like it's almost like they released, they're like, here, have this fireball, have this fireball. Here you go. Just put it all on the table. And they um, give us Tiger King to forget to get totally wrapped up in that for a minute, you know. Have you heard of Tiger King in the last what month or so? No, not no, really. hell no. I was thinking about that, and I was, you know, there's all of these distractions. But back to what we're talking about, yeah, I really do think that he is a psychic, or he does have a very high intuition. I mean, I think Sixth Sense is. Uh, probably one of the best films that depicts those things. I mean, in my experience. Yeah, Sixth Sense was crazy. 
No, I saw it. I remember seeing it in the theater. It blew my mind. Yeah, it was just like, and maybe I kind of feel, so I opened up his chart, his astrology chart. So we don't know his time of birth, but he was, you were saying he's born. August 6, 1970. And so he's a Leo son, but the thing that I think is super interesting, and we don't have time to know this exact conjunction, but if, if it's around this time, he has a stelium with his moon and Virgo. Venus and Pluto so it would be a conjunction between Venus the moon and Pluto which is like in Virgo which is incredibly psychic but in the sign of Virgo means devoted so he's devoted to his so so that's really interesting right there and it's yeah yeah I mean it is not surprising whatsoever and have the seven of diamonds not only as your birth card but as your planetary ruling card I mean, that is the card of spiritual values. So that says a lot to me. So I want to ask you about getting back to faith. And you're you're saying spiritual values. So since we talked last week, we we both went through an emotional roller coaster since then. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. So I want to ask, how are you as a mom like keeping faith during this time and and with this movie like I don't know it was so interesting to watch this like these this family try and battle together you know right well you know I have two teenagers and like even tonight we had a little tiff and it's so hard because, I mean, you have to remember that we're all in this together. I mean, we're all here for each other. And as mad as we get at each other, we all love each other. But it only works when we cooperate and we have faith in each other. And not just, you know, in ourselves, but we have to have faith in our family and, and um, have trust in each other and just know that everything's going to be all right. No, it's going to blow up. We're, we're not going to freak out. Like it's the end of the world. We really have to just keep it moving and just love each other. And that's with everybody, but oh, it, it is so hard right now. Everybody's stuck in their houses together. And I mean, you're seeing a lot of domestic violence and just people unhappy and it's so hard to stay strong and they're looking to you to have the answers and I don't have the answers. Nobody really has the answers. And so just trying to have faith, it's the hardest thing. This is the hardest time. I think that a lot of people have ever had in their lives right now, truly not knowing what's going to happen next. That's when faith takes the forefront. Do you think that next year your kids are going to be allowed to go back to school? Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Um, You know, I do. I really do. We can't lose sight of the reality yet. This is crazy. This, this could take on another turn. We could have another, I mean, it's not, it's not over, not even close, you know? Um, But I think just trying to get through every day and do the best we can every day, and just try to stay calm 
it's just so hard because it's all those little things that we take for granted and remembering, you know, but um, I think there was just like a lot of really good quotes in that movie that made me think too. And um, how there are no coincidences. And I really feel like this time is really getting us set up to um, walk in a new world. Slowing down. I mean, we really got to start using our minds a whole lot more. Yeah, this has been like the, the part of the movie that really gets me every time. Um, scene wise and the alien scenes rock like that's they're oh, yeah. fucking like amazing and badass and you know why we generally tuned into that movie but one of the scenes was when his wife was was hit by the car and yeah. that is so fucking because you and I have both experienced losses in our life people have left us and it's like almost like you're out of time and space and I feel like that the movie really depicted death perfectly, like those mm-hmm. sudden deaths. And just, I don't know, what. despite Mel Gibson's, like, outside life, that motherfucker can act his ass yeah. off. <laughs> like, yeah. just... I mean, honestly, I, I, we haven't really heard from Mel Gibson much no. for obvious reasons, but I when I watched that movie, I forgot that was Mel Gibson. Yep. I really, and that's the whole point, right? That's the whole point. You forget, you see two brothers, like you see two brothers like that are, one is, I think that's also interesting. I didn't even apply it to that either. It's the two wolves, the Cherokee mm-hmm. proverb. Mm-hmm. They're the two and wolves. Both... Like... Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But um, also the whole um, angels or excuse me, aliens things. And um, maybe the it could be a metaphor for demons doesn't necessarily mean I mean, obviously, in the movie, it means straight up aliens. They show up, but it's really like um, a battle of possibly demons, too. It's really what context you want to put it in and how we all struggle with our demons and how it's like, um, you know, when they're down in the basement going through the night and he, and he really, the dad said, I didn't think we were going to make it through the night. Right. So it's like, they just had to ride that wave and all things come to pass. Yeah, and I, I think... really feel like that's what we're dealing with right now. All things must pass, no matter what. Exactly. All things must. I want to... Okay, so in the scene... So you, get, you go to the basement scene. So in the basement scene, when they get through the night, and they turn on that, the radio, and the radio says that... You know, the, the news says that they left quickly and they Mm -hmm. left back their wounded i was like make a note to ask Kristen what her thoughts are on that scene because i thought that i was like what is the spiritual what is the symbolism of that and also um 
the leaving the planet quickly because then it's going to get to my next question but in that basement scene when he like the little kids has an asthma attack Mm -hmm. but in the morning he can breathe again um like how did you feel about that whole that whole part of the movie oh man that was that was such a gnarly scene (laughs) but it really made me think about a lot of things because so you know it goes dark and they have the flashlights Mm -hmm. right and it makes a circle I think there's a lot of circle symbolism I didn't even notice that yeah it's you know and the light right the circle of the light and how everything comes full circle and you know, I guess if you want to look at it from a standpoint of when the news said that they left their wounded behind, I mean, I think there's a lot of wounds that we leave behind, right? And they come and attack us when we're least expecting it. And we've got all these distractions. It's like when, you know, they're under there and the, the kid's by the grate and he remembers, oh, the coal shoot. They're creating all these noise for the door to try to get a distraction when it came up and grabbed that little kid. Yeah. Just like everything else in life. When we're least expecting us, if we don't heal, it's going to come and grab us. All those little demons, all those things we leave behind. I mean, really. But one thing he said in that in that movie was... Basically, you know, there's no such thing as coincidences. And what you have to ask yourself, are you the kind of person that sees the signs, sees miracles, or do you believe that some people just get lucky? Or look at it this way, is it possible that there are no such things as coincidences? So I think it's all about understanding the divine plan as well and looking at it from the bigger picture. Yeah, so it's so fucking, you pointed out the circles and now that's all I can think about. (laughs) It's like, oh, fuck, you're right. Like, And shining the light on it, you know? Yes. And we can't have the light unless we have the dark. Right. And yeah. so it not just as an alien, I think it's, it's also like the battle of good and evil. And I think those aliens were just as scared to come onto this planet as, as we're scared sometimes to be on this planet too. And they got up and got the hell out of there. They didn't <laughs> want to be here, but I mean, that's a fictional tale quite possibly, or maybe not. But um, it's just like everybody, you know, we're, we're scared every day. And it, it's, especially right now, it's scary times. So scary. But that's when we have to shine the light on it. What are we really afraid of? Yeah, there's a lot to be afraid of right now. But it's really like fear is what we make it. Yeah, it's... I'm so glad that you said you were watching this movie because it, I really kind of forget to allow, like, even during these times, like, I don't really watch anything anymore. I stopped watching comedy. I stopped watching, I haven't watched TV shows. I haven't watched a movie in so long. And I, I really sat with 
I don't know. It just it felt nice to sit and watch it. Like it just yeah, and think about these things. And it also makes me think about like the polit, like what's going on in Hollywood right now. Because I know, yeah. you know, as of today, Jocelyn Maxwell was fucking yep. taken, and it's like holy shit. Who's gonna like, drop next? I mean, watch him drop like flies. I mean, you saw, uh, what's his name, last week commit suicide. I don't know if he had anything to do with anything. But, um, you know, all the people that are associated, you're going to, we're going to see some things happen. It's just a natural, that's just a natural way. You know, what is done in the dark will find its way to the light. What do you think is going to happen next in Hollywood? (laughs) Like, how do you think movies are going to go now? You know, gosh, I, you know, it's, it's strange times because we're living in a different narrative right now. And it's good that people are pointing out the lack of diversity and that they're going to include more of that to come. And it's really sad that it had to be like this. I can't believe that it's a thing, Uh, but some things are happening, you know, um, but we shall see. But politically, it's going to get crazy in Hollywood. I mean, yeah, it's it re- there's so much that we don't know about. Like, I, I don't even want to know. I mean, I do. But it's like scratching the surface and going down that rabbit hole. You go down 100 more. So it's like you can't, you can't unknow stuff, right? Well, that's, I think, why I stepped back from watching actual movies, because there was so much abuse and, you know, the stuff with the Hollywood actors that are hurting kids and, and, and involved in all that stuff. It's like that, that also I was thinking about, maybe that's why it's hard for me to watch movies because, or even listen to music anymore, certain Mm -hmm music like i can't really listen to britney spears anymore i love i fucking love pop <laughs> like <laughs> i'm a i'm a proud fan of like britney and and christina aguilera and i i thought to myself i was like you know we have these movies that are very profound like signs mm-hmm. but when i when when i finished watching the the movie today i was like but I think the hardest part was, you know, that was a McCulkin in the movie and his brother was abused. Like he, he was abused. So I was like, well, what if I'm watching a movie and it's like not ethical, you know, like how do I know that it's an ethical way of watching movie, even a movie, even if it's like a profound message. So these are the things that go through my head. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, but it's just like anything else. It's an art. It's a piece of art. It's a work of art. And, you know, it's like, it's really hard to listen to Michael Jackson's music, even though he was very much a genius. But to know what I, what we know now, it's hard to listen to his music, right? And like even Madonna. <laughs> oh, do you really think she's a vampire? Wait, is Madonna evil too? Wait, what's going on with Madonna? Well, supposedly they turned her out like three years ago with the oh. vampire shit. I don't know. I've been hearing stuff. But, you know, there's rumors and there's <laughs> truths and there's lies and it's Hollywood and who freaking knows. And it's just really to influence us 
but we have to be strong enough in our values. And I mean, we can still love and respect art for what it's worth, but we have to know who we are, obviously. Um, but it is soon to be a sign of the times. You know, things are changing like warp light speed as we have never seen before. And they will continue to. I mean, in everything we thought we knew, we have no idea. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many things, so many things that are to come. Just wait. Oh, yeah, I remember that was from Isis Goddess. She yeah. was talking about Madonna. That was <laughs> new to me. I was like, <laughs> what? I mean, and th- but then you have crazy people saying what they think all over the place, me being one of them, you know. Um, but... I don't know. I, I think she has changed, like, as far as her look. I don't know who she's seeing with, you know, with her face. But good Lord, she looks different. Can we put it out there that maybe Khloe Kardashian is a clone now? Possibly. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Conspiracy Hollywood 101. <laughs> right? Khloe Kardashian is a clone. Madonna is a vampire. And uh, there are crop circles. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) what is next? But you know about the Battle of Los Angeles, right? So, okay. So this was like a spaceship battle in like, was it the 40s? 40s, okay. I want to say it was in 1947. I'll have to look it up. I don't want to give out wrong information. But, I mean... What in the heck? And you never hear really much about it. It's forgotten about. There's a lot of things like that that are forgotten about. Oh, man, this is crazy. Well, okay. Do you think they were aliens or do you think it was it was just it was plain warfare? Um, I do think it was aliens. I really do. Only for one reason. And that was because of um, our advances in nuclear technology. That was right around the same time. You think they were letting us know that we shouldn't fuck around with that shit? Yep, precisely. And I think that's the reason why they do visit. I mean, they've been known to shut down uh, nuclear power plants. This is nothing new. They don't want us messing with it. It's like babies playing with guns. Have you ever seen a UFO? I think so. Where did you see a UFO? Um, well, what I think was a UFO, I was a kid when I saw it, and it scared the holy living hell out of me. And it was I was looking out my bedroom window in Boise, Idaho. I will never forget it, but I saw, I always thought it was a drone. I guess you could say before we knew what drones are of today, but it was red and it was it red and blue and it was metallic. It had kind of the shape of a butterfly and it just hovered like 20 feet away from my two story window. And I was terrified. I mean, this was back in the late eighties. I yelled for my parents. Nothing was there. They didn't know what the hell was going on. Um, and they're just like, go to bed. But to this day, I, I will tell anybody because I will never forget that. 
as long as I live. We'll never forget it. Wait, how big was it? I would say um, it was probably maybe two by two. So like two. It was two... small. Okay. Because I was going to say, what if, do you have any Mothman legends in Boise, Idaho? Um, not that I know of. It was, it was not like that. I mean, it looked, it was, um, sectioned off in four pieces, but it looked kind of like a butterfly, but it was red and and blue alternating and it was glowing and it was metallic and it just hovered there. This was in 1989, December of 1989. I'll never forget it. I wonder what that is. I I have looked, I have researched, I have found nothing. I do not know what that was. But my first instinct told me it was a drone. Well, maybe it was because I know that, so now we have the little drones. Does it look like the little drones that you see flying, like people flying around no. at all? No, 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 it looks nothing like that. Is there a military base near you? Yes, there is, but it was too small. I don't think, and why the hell would it be by my bedroom window? I had a bay window with two, with a window seat, but it was a tall, you know, it kind of was in the front of the house above the garage, you know, so my, my window stuck out the most to the street, I guess you could say, but um, it was, and it was a south facing window. And this was at night. I mean, I will never forget this. I don't know what it could have been in the late 80s. I don't either. I know that E.T. came out around that time, but... It came out 82 the year I was born. But I wasn't into any of that stuff. Like, I was playing with my Barbie dolls. And I looked out, and there it was. It scared me. Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I was... I remember crying, being absolutely petrified. I mean, it, it's, it's scary. Well. But who knows? Maybe it was an angel. But I don't know. I mean, that is my UFO experience. And, and as a matter of fact, we've got, we, there was just an article last week that came out. I sent you. We have the highest per capita of sightings in any state. But I think a lot of them are probably like SpaceX and different satellites and things. That motherfucker put up another satellite and he had the audacity to tweet this week. He's like, now your GPS just got a little bit better. And I was like, you fucking jerk. Like, it's it's so... it, it, It baffles me because I wish I had the... I wish I could sound less insane when I'm like, Elon Musk is is not doing good work. Like, he's not doing stuff for us. (laughs) Okay, I'm glad you agree with me. Honestly, I don't know how to feel about that guy. I I can respect the progress, but I think AI is frightening, and um, it's a problem. It is. It It really is. It is a problem. It's a really big problem. And the thing is, Elon Musk, like, has that SpaceX in the sky. And I do think it it is contributing to a lot of people's sightings. Because I took a video. Did I send you the video of what looked like it could be a drone, allegedly, in the sky over the house at all? 
Yeah, you and did. And it was like spraying. And it doesn't, I haven't seen or had condensation. I can't say it was spraying, but like I have, I don't see them all the time. I see satellites all the time, but those are the kinds of things that I feel like he's doing. Like surveillance shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we are in that. That's that's our world now. I mean, that's how, I mean, that's what we're living in. And it just, it just kind of unfolded that way. And it's, it's has its good things. It helps solve a lot of crimes and um, helps people in a lot of ways. But there's always the dark side to everything, mm-hmm. right? So, but when it gets to the point where... <laughs> is it going to be like AI is going to take over humans? Is it going to be the point where it's 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 frightening to me? Yeah, it's scary, and yet we have signs. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think we need to mess with it. And every time we try to mess with Mother Nature, we're never going to win. We just can't do that. There's just a lot of things that um, we just need to look at a little bit closer before we make any crazy decisions on how we're going to move forward. And people aren't thinking about the future as of, you know, right now and how this is going to evolve. So. Well, AI to me. I don't know. You know, like when we talked to, because you were talking about your your grandma. Was it your grandma's house that you sent me pictures of that you're my yeah it was actually my great grandma and grandpa's house so there was just some okay so you sent me backstory you sent me pictures of your great grandmother's house um and it, it was during a very spiritual change in this whole covid situation but i do want to ask you so backstory um as much as you you know can share what like the lineage sort of thing because it it gets me into like thinking about the different world wars and how we're kind of like in that sort of same energy right now um but Mm -hmm. what what how how did you know your great grandma and how does that house have significance for you so my great grandma she died in on july excuse me june 29th 2002 so I mean I knew her my my entire life you know and my dad was very close with her I mean it's grandma you know and so we'd go in the summers because she had to live in another town because it got snowed in that house got snowed in but my great grandpa built that house in the 1930s and he died in 1943 left my uh, great grandma widow and she never remarried or anything from 1943 to 2002 yeah. yeah and so that is my my dad's side and my grandma her daughter is the oldest of three girls so but that's just a very special place you know and it's a very spiritual area of the state of idaho it's actually 30 miles outside of West Yellowstone. And um, it's always going to be a special place. So I think it was really good that um, 
the picture that I sent you, my son took that picture and my dad took him there and because he's never been there before because she died before he was born. The house is in the family, but my, her daughter has it. So it would be my great aunt. Her family has the house and we can go there anytime, but nobody really goes there anymore, but it's just as it was. So, um, it's like how things come full circle, you know, it's like eclipses, you know, how they, how things just turn, you know? Yeah. That was so fascinating because you sent me these photos and you sent me a video and it kind of reminded me of the house from science. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I mean, it's a farmhouse out and you know, that's on acreage out there, you know, in the middle of nowhere in Idaho really and but it's such a special place like I can still feel them when I go there I mean there's no doubt in my mind that that I mean that is like heaven in a way yeah it was a beautiful house and just it just looked like a snapshot back in time like you were walking through this time portal and just even how she decorated, yeah. like, it was so beautiful and classic. And it did remind me of old, yeah. like, old Hollywood, the way, like, she just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of like what I feel in this weird way, Kristen, because if we talk about AI, I kind of feel like time is in this weird interdimensional space for us all right now. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, does this, is this going to sound insane? But it's just like, we're no. all in the same time, but in this time right now. Mm-hmm. And I wonder about that. You know, I feel like we're in like this yes. vacuum. Yes. I really do. It's just gotten, and you know, astrologically, I mean, we're sitting on a lot right now, all these retrogrades and eclipses and conjunctions i mean there is just we are a mass exodus of past versus future and the present and what in the hell is going on right now <laughs> so many changes for so many people like there's not one person in the world that this has not affected and then you know so we're sitting still because of everything that's going around us and that's really the point that we do need to turn inside and go inward right now and um, let the past eclipse. And so we can take that and go into the future as much as we need to be in the present, but we can't move into the future unless we heal and we change all these generational patterns, all of these thought patterns, all these old ways, the old ways are coming to an end, they're falling away. You know, we still have to honor certain things, but we have to take the good with us and let the rest fall. Yeah, all full circle. (laughs) And the thing about the full circle that in the crop video that you sent me, the YouTube video, the first one was COVID Mm -hmm. and the second one was the the yin and the yang. The yin and the yang. And I was like, People are fucking with us. This is perfect because it's almost like somebody was like, this is how much this message needs to get out to the world. 
Well, yeah. I mean, that's dark and light, but that's also masculine and feminine. And look at the eclipse. We're having what tomorrow? Wait, two days, two days yeah. on the fifth. Yeah. So that's that's the Cancer Capricorn. Um, so that's I mean thirteen degrees Capricorn, and actually I can look up the Sabian symbol for it too, um, for the the degrees because those are channeled degrees. Um, and it'll give us mm. a better idea. Maybe it's about circles. Let's see. Um, I'll look it up. But while I'm looking it up, um, I do have a question to ask you. So, sure. The the in the movie signs, the saving grace for everybody was the water and the little girl kept like filling up the cups of water and leaving them around the Mm -hmm. house and and she kept being very particular i was like she must be a Virgo. like her character is such a virgo like (laughs) (laughs) she's like this one's dirty (laughs) this one's not enough but i thought that was so interesting because i was i never really realized that m night had a message with how she was particular about the water too um but you're a water sign and we've we've been you were talking to me about water a couple of days ago um Mm -hmm. so what do you feel for the symbolism as water being what combated the aliens well i think that you know water universally is a sign of cleansing and purification and we're all made of water right so there's like certain scenes where she's like the water's contaminated or it's and there's a couple it's tap water or whatever you know she says certain things about the water and um what was to me contaminated was you know, what was going on and, um, and just the lack of faith and, and basically the whole world is up in arms. And I thought it was interesting. So, you know, even though it was an alien invasion movie and it was absolutely terrifying, it's really, it made it so real because it focused on one family, you know, but that was like over three days. And um, I think M-, M. Night has a lot of really interesting um, biblical references, spiritual references, without being religious. You know, like with like holy water and cleansing and purification, the three days. Um, it's all really interesting. It is so interesting. I keep thinking about water because, you know, I have to really be conservative out here. And I keep thinking, yeah, you know, if shit goes down, like the actual thoughts. And I know you're a mom. You've probably had this with COVID but um, and quarantine and everything. But I've had thoughts race through my head like, you know, what if the water, what if, what if people get so sick that – you know, there's nobody running the water plant, you know, (laughs) or like, Mm -hmm. what if electricity is off? You know, what if, like, what do we do? And I was thinking about water out here and I was like, 
I'm very lucky that I can turn on the faucet out here, but what if I couldn't, you know, being out in the desert and, and it's a very real thing. And yeah, especially right now with all the earthquakes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is something I think about every day, like, you know, how much we take for granted and, um, and the little things in life. I mean, God, we are so lucky. We are so blessed. And there's so much going on. We're losing sight in a lot of ways. And that's the other thing. When the wife was telling Mel Gibson's character her last words, she says, tell Graham to see. Even though she was talking to him, it's like she was receiving a message and he was just taking it as, well, you know, her brain is dying and she's just talking randomly. But she says, tell Graham to see. But I think that's what we all need to do. We all need to see. And to swing, and she, what she said about the brother to swing away. What was the third one? She had three. Yeah. Swing, swing away. away. Swing away. Now she said, um, tell Morgan to play games and to be silly. I forgot what she said for the little girl, but um, then she said, tell Graham to see. And she said, and tell Meryl to swing away. I'm going to see if it's on Google because I want to see if it's on there. Aw. Uh, I don't know. It's not on here, but it's. I think it. it was very, very... I think the swing away part is is the part that really stuck with me because it's like with this eclipse that's coming up um, in Capricorn, uh, it can be hard to not, with everything going on, especially because we had the Great Conjunction on Tuesday Mm -hmm. and you know, with everything going on, and I lost, and for a backstory, I lost my main contract this week. I they they cut me from it. So, and it happened with the great conjunction. I was like, oh, of course. But mm-hmm. um, and when Saturn went back into Saturn, also went back into Capricorn this week. Um, and Mercury's in yep, retrograde. All of it, like, Kristen, it, there were so many planets in retrograde. I can't even keep track of them <laughs> it's like every outer planet other right. than uranus who is also going to go retrograde this year um is is mm-hmm. in retrograde and then mars is going to go retrograde this fall and it's just it's it's a lot yeah it's it's so gnarly so we've got pluto saturn mm-hmm. yep. jupiter mercury neptune uranus well your uranus will and Venus so, went yeah. retrograde this five. Yep. Yeah. Venus, she's and then five. she's in shadow still, so she hasn't cleared her shadow until the end of July. Mm-hmm. And then Mars will go retrograde once Venus clears her shadow, pretty much within a week apart. And I'm so it's like when he's the swing away part is the part that really is this eclipse. It's like, all right, how much more? Do you want to throw at us? Because we got to keep on swinging at this shit. Right. No, and that's... 
Oh man. I mean, that's, that's the truth. Just, yeah. I mean, that is really the truth. We can't take it anymore. (laughs) I know I can't, but that's, what's going to give us. We, I mean, we got to keep fighting all of us. We got to keep fighting and it's not necessarily a bad fight. We got to fight for ourselves, you know, and we got to fight for each other for the right reasons. And there's just a lot of fighting going on right now. And I know people are just so, just so much hurt and anger and all those things are going on. And I feel it every day and just fear. But I think with everything, we just got to ride this wave and let it pass. This is just as moment in time, a space in time. And I think we're going to learn a lot. And hopefully we'll come out of this loving each other more and loving ourselves more and uh, valuing everything so much more and valuing our neighbors and our brothers and sisters and everybody and the roles that they play in our life and in this world. Everybody has a place in this world. Everybody. Everybody has something to teach everyone. You want- and um, everybody has their unique gifts. So I think um, community is going to be more important than ever. People are going to realize. Do you um, think that currently, um, and it's not necessarily because you're a mom, but do you think that currently one of the spiritual, like if you're as a mom's message, what, what would, I don't even know how to formulate this into a question. I can feel it in my body, but I don't know how to ask a question on this. <laughs> I, know I guess that it's feeling. like going forward through this shit, like going forward through the battle. Like, how do you remain calm for them when you go through this battle right now? Mm. That's a good question. I take it day by day because every day has its little battles and little earthquakes and little little things that can get me off kilter. And I just am doing my best to stay strong. And if I have to meditate... For a minute, if I have to go take a bath, if I have to just go in my car and listen to music or do something just to get away from it for a second to stay composed, then that's what I have to do because it's it's hard. But I have to be the strong one, you know. And um, it's hard when you know they're watching you. Anybody else, I could give a shit less. But when it comes to my kids. That's the, that's the real kicker right there, you know. Yeah, that's going to be such a tough role right now in this time. It's... Yeah, and um, parents, it's so hard. I know, like, the kids have been home for months. They're driving us <laughs> crazy. <laughs> 
but I feel like this has also been a, a good time to be with them and get to know them and let them get to know us because before we were just in the hustle and bustle of everyday life we never had time everybody's going doing this and sports and carpooling and school everything and we've just had time to be so I guess you know just trying to look at it from that perspective and just really it's not what it is it's how you look at it And just go and trying to stay as positive as you can. And and the next morning, it's something else. And just trying to keep your energy high and your frequency high. That has been the test of all tests. Well, Kristen, I see we're at 60 minutes here, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Although it's it's letting us record past. I don't know if it's going to... Usually it cuts me off. So maybe they... Maybe they expanded the recording feature and I didn't when I re-upped the app. But um, <laughs> cool. I do want to say, you know, um, uh, you know, before we head out for the, the night, do you have any cards or any questions that you would need at all? Oh, what deck do you have? All of them right are there. out. Um, moon regular uh cartography goddess and illuminati Ooh, pick an illuminati any pick one for the for the collective like the message okay collective message so i'm picked one and then let me know when to stop shuffling one fell out Oh, grab that the one. The one that fell out. Actually, four yeah. fell out with them. So the tower. Okay. The, the tower, which. Oh, there you go. The tower this week. Many, we might have more towers to come um, that have fallen. Nine of Pentacles, um, which is the Nine of Diamonds. Okay. Um, six of Swords, which I get the two mixed up in the in the um, playing card deck. But that's the six of air, and then the the star card. Um, Ooh, that's your card. Oh, and the ten of cups is one that I just also felt. So, um, okay, all of these are really good cards. What's the nine of diamonds in um in the rank the playing card deck? It's universal values. Universal values. Interesting. Uh, it also could mean loss of money. Um, that is actually my displacement card for the coming year when I turn 38 on the 11th of July. That is my displacement for the entire year. So that could mean um, losing money, value system, basically losing everything you once knew. doesn't necessarily mean money, but um, it also means you never lose anything that's truly yours. So it's almost like a graduation. So we graduated with the tower. So I do feel, you know, we graduated mm-hmm. from these eclipses. This is our last of the Cardinals until, because um, mm-hmm. we're going to go, we're entering the realm of Sagittarius and Gemini eclipses ahead. Yep. The mutables. And then it'll head into the fixed signs after that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not good 
Well, cardinals are the most difficult. Yeah, though. I feel like when there's a cardinal, anything eclipse-wise, it's it's gonna create a crossroads energy for people. Yeah, and it's funny though too because my dad's a Capricorn. He's like the Capricorn of Capricorns, January one, and I'm I'm a Cancer, so I'm seven eleven. So we are right, you know, in the eclipses. And it's funny I've noticed how our relationship has eclipsed and grown. And um, it's it's pretty cool how everything does come full well, yeah, circle. Yeah, then that's the star. I feel like the star card is also the eleven eleven tribe. So I know that you have okay. a, you have a strong connection to the eleven eleven energy. Oh yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, what do you see about the six of swords? You know, in the Illuminati deck, it looks like a really ominous card. Um, I have a feeling it's about... So in the Illuminati deck, it's a woman that I always interpret her as pregnant. She, That's just how I interpret her. Um, with her little girl holding on to her. And either a father, uh, you know, um, going across the river to the other side. What I think about the six of mm-hmm. swords is interesting, and I know you 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 say sixes are karma, karmic cards or the karmic numbers, um, in, yeah. in the the playing card deck. So, in this case, I think it's interesting. I call it swords air over water card because it's a mixture of air and water, mm-hmm. which those two elements don't generally aren't generally seen as compatible. Um, but I don't view it that way. Um, and it's there's a lot of mental anxiety about going through that over that river. Um, right. So, you know what just popped into my head when I put it down is stream of consciousness. Yeah, I just, I heard free, free your mind. mind. I love that. Actually, I heard free the song. Mind. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> because six is like victory but it's also peace but it is also karma um to me i like six i think it's a good number i think it's uh i think it you know with the six next to the star underneath the nine of pentacles and the tower um I think the star is ultimately the idea as you know, this episode is about faith. I really do think the star also reminds us of faith and joy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the whole back to the whole movie signs, you know, um, I am definitely a person that does not believe in coincidences and I have signs happen to me all the time. And I think it's just really a matter of paying attention and really having faith and knowing that, hey, there is somebody or something looking out. There really is. Um, It's been proven too many times in my life for me not to believe that. I absolutely believe there is. And I know a lot of people are losing faith right now. And but this is the time we need it more than ever. And I'm not a religious person. You know, I'm really not. But I do believe there is something greater than us that helps us, that guides us. We just got to ask. If we don't know the way, we got to ask. Signs will be there. Well, 
can I so before um I conclude this this episode today I just want to what is you were telling me about some signs you've seen recently what are some of the like if people are trying to think if they are seeing signs like what are the kind of signs that you are seeing these days oh gosh definitely numbers repeating numbers um different animals like i've been getting hummingbirds i mean that's one of my spirit animals i get that all the time and dragonflies i've been seeing a lot of those um definitely animals if a, if you're thinking about something or someone and a song pops on the radio pay attention i mean there are so many signs that i've received um like I'll be thinking about someone and they'll call me. I mean, somebody I haven't talked to in months, even years. I mean, there's just, we're so connected in so many ways that um, you can't ignore that. And I think the more you start paying attention, the more you realize, wow. You know, there really is something to this, whatever it be. Yeah. And I think it's it's nice because the hummingbird is such a really important symbol in the medicine wheel. And we don't really have them down up this way, but they, they are in California. And it's really nice to see them when I, when I do because I'm like, oh, hello, cutie pie. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had one tonight. I think it's the same Aww. one. Whenever I lay in my hammock or I'm out of my hammock, I hear it yeah. first. Or sometimes I just know it's around and I look up and there it was. And I was trying to get it on video, but he's so tiny next to the leaves. But I will usually hear them. But it's I think it's the same little guy comes back. Oh, Kristen, I want to thank you for spending time, you know, speaking with me today. It was tonight. It's night. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And I, um, you know, I hope that hope that this eclipse brings us prosperity as well <laughs> I do too and you know what I think if we just keep the faith it will all things have their time and all things pass and and new things will come in their place you know we just got to let it happen and believe let it happen and believe I want to believe <laughs> Don't you? So bad right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're the UFO hotspot down there, and me too. We just got to keep looking up, yep. right? <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe one day the mothership will come down and then just swoop us. <laughs> I. I thought it was here the other night. To be quite honest with you, and I think it actually will show up quite soon. Who knows? I think it'll be awesome when it does. I hope so too. I want to be alive. I do want to be on this planet for a mothership to be like, what's up, bitches? I'm here. <laughs> right? But even so, I mean, you know, what a time to be alive. I mean, really, what a time to be alive. I wonder what it, our kids, when they're our age, you know, what they're going to say, you know, or my grandkids one day. What's this going to be like? You know, what's their time going to be? What are they going to remember about this? So, yeah. Thank you so much, Kristen. <laughs> Thank you.
I hope you have a great night. Oh, a spider just crawled on my foot. It's a sign. It's a sign. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for having Thank you. me. You have a good one. <laughs> Bye. You too. Bye, everybody.